In the book of Hosea chapter 7, you can remain seated. Verse 8, the Bible says of Ephraim, He hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knoweth it not. It's a very vivid picture of a guy who doesn't really see himself as he is. The state of the church. It is very important that each of us have an honest appraisal of how we are doing. Most of us remember a time when we took a test and thought we made a good grade only to find out that we did not really measure up. If you've ever had a performance review and your self-evaluation did not match up or measure up to the evaluation of a supervisor, then you may have realized that you were being measured by a higher, more objective standard than the subjective standard of your own opinion of yourself. In the Bible, the Lord is very clear of holding up the mirror of revelation to his people for them to see how they are really doing. In the book of Revelation, the Lord addresses the seven churches of Asia Minor. He evaluates each of them. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamus, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. He gives commendations where appropriate and criticisms where necessary. He begins these uh, addresses by saying, I know your works. And when he has to, he says, I have somewhat against you. And he tells them, remember and repent or else. Remember, repent, or else. He closes each address by saying, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Not what the church thinks about itself, but what God Almighty says and thinks about the condition of His church. It is all too possible for us to mistake God's mercy for God's approval on our lives. We can pat ourselves on the back because we think that our works are pleasing to God and forget that He has somewhat against us and He is calling us to remember and repent or else. There's an image from the Old Testament. The prophet Hosea addresses the northern kingdom of Israel, calls him by the name Ephraim. He kind of represents the nation of Israel. Hosea, the Lord through Hosea, says to him that Ephraim has watered himself down. He has mixed himself among the people. His financial resources has, are, have been depleted because he has formed alliances. He has bought the help of other nations, Assyria and Egypt. The Lord says that Ephraim is like a pancake that is put on the griddle, but not flipped over. 
He is done on one side and he is doughy on the other side. And so he is not fit to eat. He really looks good in some ways, but he is completely unprepared for my use on the other side. That's what Ephraim was like. The Lord said Ephraim has allowed strangers to devour his strength and gray hairs have replaced his natural color and Ephraim doesn't even know it. Ephraim was a legend in his own mind. When he looked in the mirror of his memory, he was young and strong and athletic and full of vitality. He saw himself as having a head full of wavy black hair. And he was strong and buff and viral. I mean, he was the greatest thing in town. That's how Ephraim saw himself. But to God's eyes, and if Ephraim could have looked into the mirror, a real mirror with honest eyes, he would have seen a very different picture. Strangers had devoured his strength. Spiritually, Ephraim had become a stoop-shouldered, dim-eyed, gray-headed, feeble old man, and he didn't even know it. What had happened to Ephraim, he had compromised his convictions and his consecration to God. Now, I do not believe that our church spiritually is a feeble, dim-eyed, stoop-shouldered, gray-headed, old, dead church. But I do believe that we must have an honest appraisal that comes from the Word of God and not some self-evaluation. Amen. This past Wednesday night in the business meeting, I gave a full report of our, the state of the church. But let me share with you just a few things. 2016 was a year of spiritual growth and financial blessing, tithing over $1.7 million, over $400,000 given to missions, a record by far. Our loan balance below $588,000 at the end of January. This month, it's already there. Nearly 1,000 people introduced to our church as first-time guests. Improved ministries for our people, more people than ever, involved as volunteers. The number of men who say they are pastor's prayer partner has increased to all levels where it really needs to be. And I celebrate what God did in 2016. There is a lot of good news, but there's some other news that we also need to know. Our church attendance declined by one person on average, primarily because of a, uh, you know, the last two Sundays of the year and a lot of people were out of town or whatever. And, but still, we did not grow in our average attendance in 2016. We have an average of 92 duplicates, an average attendance of 760. This morning's service has an average of 347 If you remove the 59 
children who are here on average. We're 51% full in this service, which means we have a lot of growing room at 9 a.m. Our 11.30 service average attendance is 5.15. We would be 76% full, but once you take the children out, we're 63% full on an average Sunday. We have 331 people here on Wednesday night, 270 in the sanctuary, 62 in crowd, 24 in crossover, less than half our Sunday attendance attend church on Wednesday night. Our first time guests declined by 99 people over 2015. And the average member brings like 1.27 people over the course of a year. And yet Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every member is a minister and we are all called to bring people into the kingdom of God. And yet we're not doing very well in bringing people to church. The number of baptisms declined by 10%. The number of people receiving the Holy Ghost in the main services declined by 52%. Last year we had 33 people receive the Holy Ghost in our Sunday services. That is a dramatic drop from 2015. There are several reasons perhaps for that. There are infrastructure factors, size of our church, parking spaces. Perhaps invitations are down. We're not taking to and giving to. Maybe not as effective in our witnesses. As a pastor, I did not have as many evangelists last year, which is not a good thing, and we have corrected it. We did not have an evangelism pastor till August. We have corrected it. We were working on it most of the year last year. Our altars have been too weak and not powerful because if 968 people visited in 2016 but only 33 of them received the Holy Ghost, there is something ineffective in our altars. So we're going to crank up the power of God in our altars by prayer and worship and music and we are not going to see lost people walk in lost and walk out lost but they need to go out filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is why we are here. By the grace of God, we will never be a country club church. We will never be an us for and no more church. We will never be the church that is satisfied because the programs are good and the giving is up and the music is good and the preaching is solid. We are the church because we are fulfilling the great commission given by Jesus to reach lost people with the power of the gospel. That's why we are the church. So would you join me because it starts with the leader and I have been doing soul searching and seeking God and evaluation and asking the Lord to help us be better starting with the leader and everybody in leadership. But would you stand right now with me and lift your hands and say, 
by the grace of God, I will be the church that the Lord is asking for in 2017. I will be the Christian that Jesus Christ wants in 2017. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. In the book of Revelation, the Lord in addressing the seven churches addresses the church in Sardis. And he says, there is something about you, Sardis. I know you have a name. You have a reputation that you are alive. Everybody thinks you're a powerful, vibrant church. But the Lord said you are really dead. I have already pronounced the autopsy over you. I do not believe at any time and with anything in me that Atlanta West is a dead church. But when there are signs of decline by new people and Holy Ghost and baptisms, we are not as healthy as the Lord would call us to be. So before we get to the the spiritual funeral home. Let us wake up and let us earn what God has really called us to be by being the church. Amen. Would you welcome our evangelism pastor?